What up, what up, dímelo mi gente, que lo que You already know this is Pun, Drunk, Boxing, a.k.a. Mr. Moon Shine himself, a.k.a. El Adobo, a.k.a. El Sazón, a.k.a. El Maldito Borracho Ladies and gentlemen, first and foremost, God bless each and every one of y'all Man, what a week it was, what a weekend it was in the sport of boxing Great weekend, Las Vegas, Nevada David Benavidez, a.k.a. El Bandera Roja, a.k.a. The Mexican Monster, a.k.a. The Ecuadorian Monster, a.k.a. The Dominican Monster. Oh, yeah. Beating up 12 rounds decision, unanimous decision versus Kalen Plant, former IBF champion of the world. Now got two defeats, one from Canelo Alvarez and one from David Benavidez. And who do we want to see now in the, in the super middleweight division? The primary fight, Canelo Alvarez and David Benavidez. Y'all already know the Canelo Alvarez is the 4th Division World Champion, Super Middleweight Undisputed. King Nelo, a.k.a. Cartelo, a.k.a. Cash Kelo, a.k.a. Payday, a.k.a. Get that fuck it out of here, man. Canelo Alvarez stepping back in the ring in Mexico, going back home to face John Ryder. A lot of people question John Ryder, you know, why that opponent, why that opponent. But let's, 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 let's be fair to Canelo Alvarez. He's been a seasoned, one of the most active fighters in the sport of boxing. Um... You know, just coming off from hand surgery. So, getting to tune up. Um, John Ryder, who beat um, Zach Parker to be in position to get picked by Canelo Alvarez. Um, it is what it is, man. In boxing, everything is about opportunity. And I want you to remember this word, opportunity. This is going to be the word of the day. The word of today is opportunity. Opportunity. You know? It's like taking it back to kindergarten or Sesame Street like that. Word of the day, opportunity. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But anyway... Um, it was a great fight, great fight. A lot of people was expecting probably more from David Benavides because, of course, they looked at this fight and they wanted to compare his performance versus Canelo Alvarez and Kalen Plant, in which Canelo Alvarez beat Kalen Plant, stopped him the 11th round. So a lot of people, were, uh, it seems like when I'm, I'm hearing and I'm reading the, the the way that people was talking about um David Benavides' performance is they wanted David Benavides to outperform Canelo Alvarez. And it seems like he didn't because he didn't stop him. But if you just if you don't want to analyze David Benavides and his performance compared to Canelo Alvarez and just analyze the growth of David Benavides because he's still a young fighter, 26 years old, not even yet in his prime. Because I also I always believe that your prime is like 27, 32, 33 when your intellect and physical ability is coexisting at the highest level. I mean, you know what I'm saying? 27, 32. Uh, when you're young, you got all the power, the speed, and you just take, you're more reckless, you take more chances. And then when you're older, you got to be smarter. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Your road work, got, you cut your road work. You, you know what I'm saying? You don't you don't pound your body like that. Less sparring, just, you know, more defenses, more careful, take less risk. But in your prime, that's when your intellect and physical ability coexist at the highest level. Now, um, I, I see the growth in David Benavidez. I see the growth. Um, he did outbox the boxer, you know, <laughs> I mean, Kenny Bayless was a horrible referee. Um, a lot of people was tight at Kenny Bayless and looked like he was, you know what I'm saying? He looked like he got used to ref and exhibition, Floyd Mayweather's exhibition and stuff like that, that it seems like when he was in a real fight, refereeing a real fight, um, he, he, he wanted things to be safe. 
every time that David Benavides got going with some couple of combinations, here comes Skip Bay. Um, I mean Kenny Bayless. Why I'm saying Skip? Kenny Bayless for the rescue and stuff like that, and and insert himself into the fight. Um, it seems like Kenny Bayless wanted to dictate the fight, and that's bad when the referee is dictating the fight. Almost like ambassador is bad when the referee want to dictate the speed of the game. Um. Uh, you know, the umpire want to dictate what's the strike zone and stuff like that instead of just being neutral and and, and, and just and just being consistent with everybody and everything. And and but I, I didn't I didn't like Kenny Bayless. I think he needs to retire. He's a he's a Hall of Fame already ref. Uh, uh, if you're a Hall of Famer, guy, you don't got to be active, man. Get the, get, get the F out of here, man. Do Keep on doing exhibitions and stuff like that. I know the floor, man, they got another exhibition. And, you know, man, just just just, just let hey, Steve Willis is the best referee. How about that? Steve Willis, man. I like, I love Steve Willis. You know what I'm saying? The guy with the crazy eye. You know what I'm saying? Him, he let things go. He let the fight. He let the fighters dictate the fight. You know what I'm saying? Kenny Bates, get, the, get get out of here. You're done. <laughs> You're done. Retire. You had a good, you had a good run. Now, um, leading up to the fight, leading up to the fight, you already know that this is division is getting kind of hot. It's getting kind of hot with good with good names. We've seen that Demetrius Bubo Andrade. Has now entered his his into his campaigning campaigning in 168 pound. You already know he did his thing in the in the Javante Tan Davis versus Hector Luis Garcia card in Washington D.C. by beating Demar Nicholson, dropping him like three times and stuff like that. Uh, uh, um, unanimous decision, beat him every round. And we was waiting. Where's Jamal Charlo? Where's Jamal Charlo, man? Hasn't been in the ring. There's people that's questioning um, the WBC. What the hell you doing, man? Why you not stripping him? Huh? When is he back? When are they gonna make an announcement? Is he gonna is he is he okay? Um, you know, it's unfortunate that he was having trouble outside of the ring with his family, family issues. I think um had a breakup with his with his um you know um high school sweetheart or they've been together forever. And and it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, man, that that you know, uh in society, man, we wanna we wanna keep the the, the nuclear family all intact, you know, mother and father in the household, um, the children grow up better and and and, and they used to have surveys, right, that says that, you know, your, your, the kids will make it better in life with a mother and father, being raised with a mother and father in the household. So, man, I hope things could work out. They could co-parent good. I don't know the details, but it seems like, you know, things been out there, and it is what it is, man. I know they could take a, a, a toll from a man and a woman, but hopefully um, I don't wish no, 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 no bad on any human beings, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what I'm saying, man? There's kids involved, and you want things to be as cordial and as positive as possible and as loving, you know what I'm saying? So hopefully Jamal Charlo handled his business outside the ring. And But there's fans. You know how it is, man. We're toxic fans, and we don't give a damn what's, what's going on outside the ring. You know what I'm saying? We care about what you do in the ring. So this past weekend, Jamal Charlo... Was out there. There was a David Benavides and Kalen Plant. Called out David Benavides, Kalen Plant, and also called out Boo Boo Andre. And let me let me play you. Let me play you the audio. Let me play you the audio on, on Friday. This past Friday, um, Jamal Charlo calling out Boo Boo, just talking about the the uh, potential matchup and how much money they could that he believed they could make. Um, I play the audio for the people could listen and stuff like that. This was this was this Friday. This was this Friday, um, on the on the day of the weigh-in of Caitlin Plant and David Benavidez. Let me play for you. He needs to fight now. Sure. Like, no, no promoter. All that. Look, let's make it work. We can make millions here. Like, let's do it, David. Let me play it again. Let me play it again for y'all. Demetrius Andrade. He needs to fight now. Sure. Like, no, no promoter. All that. Look, let's make it work. 
We can make millions here. Like, let's do it. David. You're damn right you can make millions here. Jamal Charlo versus Demis Andre is probably the most marinated fight in the sport of boxing. These guys have been talking trash about each other about and, and potentially fighting each other since 2000, what, 2014? 2014, 15? We're in 2023, folks. We're going into a decade. These guys have been going, chop, chopping it up left and right. This, this fight, Demetrius Boo Andre versus Jamal Charlo has been marinated longer than Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua. Longer than 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 um than probably this probably even a little bit longer than Earl of True Spitz and Keith and Tom Thurman, you know what I'm saying? Because back in 2014, uh uh uh, Andre was already a champion in 154, and then Canelo Alvarez was the number one the the, the number one contender, and then Canelo Alvarez fought Kirkland, and then after Kirkland he fought Cotto. Didn't want to fight um Andre. We're gonna be talking about that about I remember the word the remember the word of the day opportunity opportunity. But Jamal Charlo and Jamal, and, and, and Jamal Charlo and, and, and Demis Andre, it's almost got almost the same critique. Both of these guys have not ex exceeded the expectations or matched the expectation of them coming in into the professional level. You know what I'm saying? Y'all already know Demis Andre was an Olympian. Uh, Demis Andre is two division world champion. So is um, Jamal Charlo a two division world champion, right? But they 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 well in the back end of their prime. They need each other more than ever. I don't know who, I don't, we don't know who Jamal Charlo is going to be fighting next. We don't know who the Andre going to be fighting next. But they're in the same position. They're with the same team, Showtime. You know, Demise Andre is now working with Showtime after leaving on matchroom boxing or his, or his contract um, expired. And now he's working with Showtime, PBC, Al Heyman, same side of the street as Jamal Charlo. No excuse. This is the perfect time for these guys to fight. And not only he was talking about this potential fight, Jamal Charlo, on Friday, after the fight Saturday, with, with, after David Benavidez won, he was looking for Demis Andre. Demis Andre did a go out there in, in, in the event. He should have been out there, in my opinion. It would have been epic. I think a lot of, look, for fighters, for fighters, you got to listen up, for fighters. Once all, if the media is in one spot, this is the time you need to go out there and promote yourself. Promote your name. Promote the brand. Be out there. Act, marinate the fight. Build the fight right there. So every media folk is going to is is going to get the footage. Is going to get the audio. And then every boxing content creator, uh, publications is going to be writing about it, talking about it, doing videos about it, doing lives about it. This was the times for Demise Andre to go out there. He wasn't there, so now we only see what Jamal Chandler was actually saying. And now, of course, we want to see what Demise Andre is going to have, what, what he's going to say. Or what, what he's going to be his reaction of what Jamal Charlo was saying because Jamal Charlo was called Demetrius Andre shitty ass. I'm looking for this shitty ass or whatever stuff like that. Let me play you the audio. Let me play you the audio right after. And shout out to Fight Hub TV. Shout out to um because they got the the, the video and they was interviewing Jamal Charlo and shout out to um the boxing voice as well because they was the interviewing they was interviewing uh, um um Jamal Charlo after the fight um of David Benavides versus Kalen Plant. This is the audio. And where, and where Jamal Charlo is looking for Demetrius Andre. Yo, it's crazy. Where is Boo Boo? Somebody find Boo Boo. I'm looking for his shitty ass. He just came to the B side. He just came to the B side. 
Since I've been here, I've been looking for him. Damn, he was going in on Boo Boo, man. Let me play it again. Let me play it again so y'all can listen to it. Look, folks. <laughs> he was looking for Boo Boo out there. Boo Boo was not there. But one phone call, one proposal, one contract, you know what I'm saying? A couple of red lines here and there. Get this fight finalized and get this fight done by Juneteenth. How about that? It is time. It is time. It is time for Jamal Charlo, Demetrius Andre, to get it on. And they killed two birds on one stone. And what do I mean by that? Is that, like I said again, these guys are getting critiqued. They haven't fought people. They don't, they, they don't got, their resume is not that strong. You know what I'm saying? The criticism of their resume, who have, they have fault in activities, business decisions, and things of that nature now. Now, I hear the narratives all the time. And it's easy to just adopt and enable the narrative. But let's just be real about certain things. I hear narratives about that. You know, of course, Canelo Alvarez is going to come in the picture. Canelo Alvarez is the cash cow, is the guy, right? Is the top dog. And now they're in the 168 pound division. Demise Andre needs to call. If, if, if you want to be the best, you want to call out. You, you, you're going to call out the best. But people be like, well, with Demise Andre, why you, you don't need to call out uh, uh, Canelo Alvarez because he just won payday, payday, payday. It's not even about the payday. It's also about that Canelo Alvarez got all the straps. And if you want to be great, you, want, you have to be the champion. If you want to be a champion, you're going to call out the champion. If you want to be great, you want to beat great fighters. You know what I'm saying? Canelo Alvarez got all the straps, so what you want to be Zandre and everybody else at 168 pounds to do? Yeah, you want them to fight each other, but at the end of the day, the ultimate goal, it is to get, to get Canelo Alvarez. But that doesn't mean that these guys can build their legacy and carve their own legacy without Canelo Alvarez. And that's why match show with the Zandre with Jamal Charlo was intriguing, especially right now. It's almost an emergency right now. Like, they have to do this fight now. I cannot see, to be honest, I, I, I cannot, I won't understand and can't understand Jamal Charlo fighting anybody else but the Mizandre the other way around, vice versa. They got to fight. But let me tell you about this opportunity. Let me, and let me just kill the narrative from, the, from, from both these guys. Or, or let's say, keep your narrative, but let me, tell, let, me, let me give you my perspective of what happened. Because, of course, people going to be like, oh, these guys are calling out, been calling out Canelo Alvarez and stuff like that. And they... These guys always been in a position to get the Canelo Alvarez fight. Let's not forget. Let's not forget this. And I'm a Canelo Alvarez fan as well. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate Canelo Alvarez, what he's done in the sport, what he keeps on doing in the sport. I appreciate the skills and talent of Demis Andre. I appreciate the skills and talent of Jamal Charles. I'm a big fan. Always been a big fan also of Demis Andre ever since the amateurs. Ever since the amateurs, since he beat my guy Keith Thurman. He's been one of my favorite fighters, right? And I can honestly say that, of course, the resume has been a little bit let down, but... And a lot of people give him a lot of flack. But let's not but let's not forget that he's also not given the opportunity while he's in position for those opportunities. But maybe he doesn't got the large fan base to fog up or debunk the narratives that it, that, that that circulates the Mizandre and also for Jamal Charlo as well. Let's not forget that when the boxing world was actually uh, uh, um, um, mad at the WBC is when they implemented this franchise, the franchise belt. Well, let's not forget that Canelo Alvarez was elevated to the franchise to avoid 
the potential mandated fight with or mandatory of Jamar Charlo. Let's not forget in 154 pounds, and, and it, like I said in the beginning of, in the beginning of the uh, other show, 2014, the Andre was the W the WBO champion, and Canelo Alvarez was the number one contender. He was supposed to be the mandatory to Demetrius Andre. And, and, and Canelo Alvarez went to fight Kirkland and then Cotto uh, uh, not wanted to be a champion, almost like what Hamid Munguia did in 160 when he was a WBO mandatory, and they skipped him and then they moved him to the WBC. So when people say like, hey, yo, they never in position for Canelo Alvarez fight. They've been in position for Canelo Alvarez fight. Let's not forget the 160 undisputed opportunity that the, that Canelo Alvarez, him and his team dropped. It was supposed to be Demi Zandre versus Canelo Alvarez for undisputed. Let's not forget. So Demi Zandre been in position for Canelo Alvarez. This ain't about, oh, he's looking for payday. He's been in the position to... Tain legacy and also Canelo Alvarez. If you would have fought Demis Andre, let's say Canelo Alvarez would have beaten um, 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 Demis Andre, and then he would have went onto the 168 pounds and became undisputed like he just did. He will be the first male, the only male in the history of the sport of boxing to become a two division undisputed champion. And it's funny that people now want to justify Canelo Alvarez and wants to justify the John Ryder fight. Cool, 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 cool. John Ryder put himself in position to get picked. That doesn't mean people need to need to say, well, John Ryder is better than Boo and John Ryder is better than Charlo, and John Ryder is better than David Benavides. So David Benavides, Charlo, and Demis Andre, they all got to fight one another and stuff like that to get a position and get a chance at Canelo Alvarez. But John Ryder just got to be um, 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 Zach Parker. Zach Parker. And that's it. Y'all want to justify that. And I'm talking about the narrative. At the end of the day, I'm going to say it like this. Especially at this point of the Mizandre and Jamal Charles' career because they're a little bit older than the David Benavides of the world. They're not going to catch up to Canelo Alvarez's accolades in terms of resume and becoming a four-division world champion, middleweight undis uh, super middleweight undisputed. Maybe they could be undisputed. I'm not sure if they're going to do a four-division world champion. I don't think about that. I don't, I don't think so. Yet, yet, I hate when people say, well, they haven't fought nobody. And their resume is not like Canelo Alvarez, so so Canelo Alvarez don't. What does Canelo Alvarez gain by fighting them? At this point, nobody has done really what Canelo Alvarez has done, and probably nobody's going to do what Canelo Alvarez has done. So that's irrelevant because each and every opponent of Canelo Alvarez has done less than what Canelo Alvarez has done. So that's not even justifiable. That's not an excuse. That's not relevant. So please, people need to stop using that type of narrative. John Ryder don't got a Canelo Alvarez resume, Demis Andre or Jamal Charlo or David Benavides or any other any other future opponent. Let's let's be real because Canelo Alvarez has done enough in a very in, in his age. I know that he started his career at the age of 15, 140, 147 pounds, worked his way up all the way to the 175 pounds, and became a four division world champion. You understand? But so people need to stop with this narrative that these guys don't have the resume to what do they what does Canelo Alvarez gain by fighting them? In all actuality, if we're going by that, then Canelo Alvarez should retire, right? Because he really got nothing to gain by fighting anybody in 168 because he oh he got all the damn belts. But when you got the belts, you got responsibilities. Canelo Alvarez had a, um went to 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 fight Bavol for a voluntary. He lost. He kept his belt. Then he fought 160 pounder in Triple G for the trilogy. He beat Triple G. Okay. Now, can 168 pounder get a chance? Okay, they're going to justify with John Ryder. But come on. 
these guys have been in position and, and, and lo- been been in position for Canelo Alvarez and been been way long at- attached to Canelo Alvarez in terms of a potential opponent. Not for two, three years, but more than four, five, six, seven, five, eight years. Eight years, years, almost we're going decades. Like I said, opportunity. You're just as good as the opportunity that you're given and taking advantage of the opportunity, overcoming the opportunity, like, you know what I'm saying, taking advantage of the opportunity, win with the opportunity that was given. But you, if you're not given the opportunity to be great, how can you be great? If you're not given the opportunity to be great, how can you be great? Now, there's other, like, Jamel Charlo has carved his own legacy in 154. Jamel Charlo, the brother, the brother, the twin brother of Jamal Charlo. He don't need Canelo Alvarez. He don't need nothing like that. But even I, I see people snubbing him in the, in the pound for pound. Maybe because he haven't fought that, that legendary closer elite or elite fighter. Or, or, you know, potential Hall of Fame fighter. So people want to snub him in 154. I have Jamel Charlo on the pound for pound, top five. On my pound for pound. But I see in boxing, people, there's fans out there that's keeping fights from happening. Like, let me tell you like this, like, I'm a fan of Deontay Wilder, but but in this in, in the community, especially in the YouTube community, oh man, there was these these Deontay Wilder fanboys was out there, man. I, I couldn't I I could not coexist with this with that fan base. And I'm a Canelo Alvarez fan. But then there's the fanboys of Canelo Alvarez, just like I'm a Benny Pacquiao fan. But then there's the Pac Tarts, and I and I, I I was a, bit, a huge fan of Floyd Mayweather, Pretty Boy Floyd. But then there's the Flomos, you know Earl Spence. I'm I'm not I wasn't a big fan of Earl Spence, but I could see they got the 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 the, the fanboys of Earl Spence, and then the Bud Crawfords, and it just got crazy in this community in the boxing world. But the different, this is what I see the different the Canelo Alvarez fanboys. This is what it is. And I'm not talking about the conservative fanboys like me. Like, like, look, I'm a Canelo Alvarez fan. So I think the Canelo Alvarez will beat mo- probably all these guys. Or and, and, and I think the Bizon Dre, Jamal Charlo, and David Benavides will put up a great challenge. But I could I could analyze and I could see what Canelo Alvarez could beat all these guys. And I could see how some of these guys could beat Canelo Alvarez. But Canelo Alvarez is an all-time great. I'm a fan. I don't protect my fighters. I want my favorite fighter to fight the best or who they say or who they want to line them up with. So if people say, yo, Canelo Alvarez and David Benavides, well, yeah. Canelo Alvarez versus Demis Andre. Hell yeah. Canelo Alvarez versus Jamal Charlo. Hell yeah. I want to see all those fights. I'm not a fan that's trying to protect Canelo Alvarez. Like, no, no, no. These guys got to fight each other. No, 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 no. These guys haven't earned it. No, 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 no. They want to justify John Ryder, but you can't justify David Benavides, Demis Andre, and Charlo. That's crazy. This is what I noticed about the Canelo Alvarez fanboy. I'm not talking about the fans. I'm not talking about the proper fan, the good fans, the real hardcore boxing fan, the Canelo hardcore boxing. I'm talking about these fanboys that want to protect Canelo Alvarez, that don't, that, that, that want to protect them and don't want to see the best fights. And I'm seeing that this fanboy is different from the Pac Torch and the Flomos and the, and the Wilders and the, at least with the Wilder fans, the crazy ones. Y'all already know the one that believed that Deontay Wilder was drugged. <laughs> the ones that believed that Deontay Wilder, his costume was too heavy. The one that believed that it was it was all had to do about race, that Tyson Fury whooped that ass. Uh, 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 you know, all those excuses. They believe all those excuses. 
But at least they still wanted Deontay Wilder in the ring with the guy that cheated, right? That they believe that cheated and stuff like that. They still wanted to see Deontay Wilder in the ring with Tyson Fury. Manny Pacquiao fans still wanted to see Manny Pacquiao in the ring with Flo Mayweather. Flo Mayweather, Flo Mayweather fans still wanted to see Flo Mayweather in the ring with Manny Pacquiao. Earl Spence fans still want to see want to see Earl Spence in the ring with Bill Crawford. Bill Crawford still fans want to see Bill Crawford in the ring with Earl True Spence. But when it comes to Manny with Canelo Alvarez, the fanboys, not like the other fanboys, but these toxic fanboys, you don't even want to see Canelo Alvarez fight these guys. See, that's strange. Because I believe that Canelo Alvarez got the skills to pay the bills. Canelo Alvarez is King Nelo, a.k.a. Cartelo, a.k.a. Cash Kelo, a.k.a. Payday, a.k.a. Get the fuck out of here, man. Canelo Alvarez is the most proven, the most experienced, the most accomplished, the cash cow, the king, el rey. If you're so confident about Canelo Alvarez like I am as a fan, I'll put him up against anybody. But these fans, oh, no, 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 no. They'd rather get John Ryder. Now, that's strange to me, especially... A Mexican fan base that's used to the Julio Cesar Chavez, that's used to the Oscar de la Hoya, that's used to the uh, 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 um, Salvador Sanchez, so used to the 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 Marquez, the Barreras, the the Mar the, 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 the 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 Morales, and baby, y'all want to babysit Can Canelo? Canelo don't need no babysit. Canelo Alvarez don't need protection. But these fanboys want to make Canelo Alvarez look like some type of bitch. And I don't like it. Even when Canelo Alvarez said, I wouldn't fight Mexican fighters. There's people out there, well, well, well David Benavides is not real Mexican. Or, or no, he doesn't have to fight Mexican. Let, let Canelo Alvarez do what he want to do. Let's remember the word opportunity again. Remember the word opportunity. See, I had a problem with Canelo Alvarez saying that he doesn't want to face the Mexican fighter. Because what I thought about is... Fighting somebody is given an opportunity. Canelo Alvarez coming from Mexico understand very, very much the upbringing, the 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 poverty, the you know, the humble beginnings, right? How hard it is to come out from Mexico, and you giving the opportunity to a Mexican fighter that's in precision in boxing. That's what you got to do. Is fight them. It's give them an opportunity to be to be wealthy and take care of their family. Yes, it's payday. Good, it's payday. The, all these guys want payday. It's price fighting. But when you're in precision, it's not like this is like a charity case. No, if if Suto Ramirez is in precision, if, if Jaime Mungil was in precision, David Benavides is in precision, you should give them the opportunity. They, you, that's, that's supposed to be the first one you want to give the opportunity. Supposed to be the first one you want to give the opportunity. So I'm I, I don't I wasn't rocking with that, right? The fans want to see David Benavides and, and, and Canelo Alvarez, but aside from that, I want to see that fight. It's one of the primary fights in the sport of boxing. But one of the primary fights in the sport of boxing is Jamal Charlo and Demetrius Andre. They will. Quiet the critics. I don't even think that Showtime knows how big this fight is. And the reason why it is is because in the boxing community, they spend so much time in, in, in discrediting and disrespecting and devaluing Charlo and Andre that you don't hear more people just, just, just really overly 
aggressively pushing for the fight. It's always a narrative of what they haven't done, but what they should do, but bring it to the table, speak positive about it, and and, and us collectively as 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 boxing content creators, podcasters, uh, um, boxing um, sports publications and stuff like that to push for this fight so the powers that be understand that this is a very highly valuable fight. I'm going to tell you right, right now we could be talking about it and be like, you know, yeah, it's a good fight. Some people some people may be, the, may, may be debating and be like, maybe it's not the big lucrative fight. I'm going to tell you like this. This is the fight that you have to finalize and let it go on the road, meaning let it promote. And you're going to see that this fight will be just as big as the fight that we had this past weekend with David Benavides and Kalen Plant. Because the way that Charlo and the Mizondre is going to promote this fight and the bad blood that they got, insert Jamel Charlo into this. And then insert that whether people are, 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 not, are not satisfied how their career has turned out or their resume, they will be more anxious to watch this because it's going to be maybe in their opinions and many critic, critics' opinion the first time that they got this competition and it's a 50-50 fight. How many, how many big fights are 50-50 fights? How many fights in the sport of boxing can you say is 50-50? Maybe a lot of people is intrigued with all the truth, Spence, and Bill Crawford because it's a 50-50 fight. I don't even believe that Tyson Fury and Usyk is a 50-50 fight, even though that's the that's the primary fight in the, in, in the heavyweight division. Maybe Baturbi and Bavar is a 50-50. But they, they won't promote the fight by talking. These guys will promote it, bro. And then... If anybody, if, if, if the fans, the more that they want to see is them proving themselves that they are who, who they was expected to be. Great fighters. This is the primary, I think that would be the biggest fight in boxing and probably the most important fight. And then after that fight, win or lose, because think about it. I talked about this a mini tournament. We already had David Benavides and Caitlin Plant. The winner... She'll fight the winner of the Mizandre and Jamal Charlo. And even the losers of both fights is a great fight. So, Kalen Plant, let's say, versus Jamal Charlo, if he loses to the Mizandre, it's still a great fight. The Mizandre versus Kalen Plant is still an effing great fight. Without a Canelo Alvarez, right? Because that's what people say. There's some people that be found on the narrative, right? Forget, all right, forget about the Canelo Alvarez, you know what I'm saying? Fight each other, fight each other, though. Fight each other. All right, let them fight each other. You could go sell out Las Vegas without, like like, like you saw this past weekend, David Benavides and Caitlin Plant sold out Las Vegas without Canelo Alvarez. So a good fight and a good promotion and a good little bad blood and trash talk is good. See, who would thought that Caleb Plant and David Benavides will sell out. Mm? Even the momentum of that fight was good because Caleb Plant knocked out Anthony Durrell. And a lot of people was emphasizing the power of Caleb Plant before that Anthony Durrell performance. They just would have him as a slick fighter. Uh, um, uh, uh, um, 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 not a power puncher. And things of that nature, but he but he implemented that power into the analysis of this fight because of his last his last um performance. 
So he did a good service to to make this fight and make the analysis and and, and uh, uh, analyzing this fight more intriguing, right? It brand closer. If you thought it was 70-30, it became 60-40. I heard a lot of people say that they thought that David, that Kalen Plant was going to win, and I never heard so many people thinking that Kalen Plant could have won this fight. Of course, it was more overwhelming that David Benavidez is going to beat him, but I never thought so. But but I, but I never heard so many people say that Kalen Plant was going to beat David Benavides before the Anthony Durrell. But right now, if anybody needs to prove themselves, and like I said, this is an emergency, Demetrius Andre, Jamal Charlo, need each other more than ever, bro. That's like saying, like, nobody wants you, nobody wants you, but y'all could be together. Y'all, I'm not saying like a couple, but you understand what I'm trying to say? Y'all could quiet every criticism. And it'll be a legacy fight. Even if it got to be a catch weight, 165, right? 164, still for the strap. We seen it with Manny Pacquiao and, 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 um, and, um, what was his name? Um, what was his name that he fought that was on a catch weight in 154? Margarito, right? Didn't they fall for a strap? For the for the junior for the junior middleweight strap? And the cash rate was what? 151, 152? And it still was for the strap? I mean, they could do that. It looks like the WBC is not gonna is not gonna strip Jamal Charlo anyway. But this is the fight that needs to happen, man. This is the fight that needs to happen. Um they're in position for great fights. They in showtime. They in position for the fight. Um, and the weekend, and this weekend, um, a lot of people felt that Roya was robbed versus Chris Colbert. Shout out to Chris Colbert, New York City, BK in the building. I didn't think it was a robbery. I think it was a close fight. I think it was a close fight. Um, I think that, yeah, he got knocked down. Chris Colbert got knocked down in the first round. But then um, he did what actually, um, I believe, like what, what Andre Ward did versus Kovalev in the first fight, right? And people... People felt that that Andre Ward lost the first fight. It was a close fight. It, it, people, it could have been a draw. Could have gone one round to Ro, um, to Rayo, and, and it could have gone one round to to Chris Colbert. And the way it, in the way you were scoring the bout, I I don't think close fights are robberies in my opinion. I don't think that was a robbery in my opinion. I mean, maybe you you could be disappointed and thought that Rayo won if, if you're just gonna be a slave to the first round. But remember, every round is its own fight. Every round is his own fight. When you go to a total 12 rounds, 10 rounds or 12 rounds, you tally that one up, and then it is what it is. Um, but it was, a, it was a good event, man. I'm proud. I think boxing won. I think we all won as a fan. Um, a lot of people criticizing David Benavides in his performance. Like I said earlier, I don't even understand why. Um, in my opinion, I felt like David Benavides has added more wrinkle to his game that makes a fight with Canelo Alvarez even more intriguing. If you were analyzing a fight, Again, like I said at the beginning, if you was analyzing David Benavidez, only David Benavidez, then you understand his growth. He grew. He he out he out jabbed, out jabbed uh, um Caleb Plant, out slug Caleb Plant, out landed, out punch, power punch. He did everything to Caleb Plant. Kenny Bayless, like I said at the beginning, was all over the place and stuff like that. But I think now David Benavidez versus Canelo Alvarez is more intriguing. For you, for people saying, people's calling him Cookie Monster. People saying that he's not the monster anymore. In my opinion, he's become a complete fighter. What makes him more of a dangerous fighter? 
If y'all don't understand that, then I don't know how y'all look in boxing. If you just analyze what David Benavides, David Benavides did um, this past weekend versus Caitlin Plant, he let you know that I'm a 12-round fighter. He let you know that I got a gas tank. If you look at the if you look at the copy box, he actually was landing way more punches in the ninth and the tenth, tripling his landings. And the championship rounds, he was not slowing down. His defense was 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 good. He was out jabbing the jabber like. He did everything what you what I don't think the fans was looking for that. The fan was looking for him stopping Caleb Plant because Canelo Alvarez stopped Caleb Plant. And that was there where the emotions of people was. But if you analyze this, if you're training, if you're Eddie Reynoso and you're training uh, Canelo Alvarez and you need to come with a game plan, you look you're going to look at film to prepare for David Benavides. I'm gonna tell you right now. It's harder to prepare for David Benavides now than it was before the Caden Plant fight. Because before the Caden Plant fight, he was just a, 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 a high volume puncher that's gonna come forward, gonna try to knock you down, try and try to knock you out. But now, David Benavides is a calculated fighter. Effective aggression is very smart. He don't, he ain't square up, you know, meaning when he throws when he shoots the right and then he squares up and stuff like that, and and, and in bad position for a counter. Um, Dave Benavides got stronger, his body got stronger. He don't got that baby fat around his waist no more. You know, he's determined, he's married, got a beautiful wife, beautiful child, very focused and determined. Been in, he's a gym rat. Doing 200, 250 plus sparring match, um, spars, rounds, I mean rounds. 250 plus rounds in sparring. Uh, um, Crazy. This guy is hungry. Hungry. So now you're looking at a whole different David Benavid. You're looking at a mature, smart, going into his prime. And now we're looking at, because now people want to analyze Canelo Alvarez and David Benavides. Like it's David Benavides versus Canelo Alvarez, the guy that beat Kalen Plant. No, you gotta analyze the Canelo Alvarez that 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 beat triple the triple G trilogy. And what I'm noticing about Canelo Alvarez is that Canelo Alvarez's body is breaking down, in which David Benavides' body is getting stronger, more mature and getting stronger. David Benavides, like I said, um, Canelo Alvarez became pro age 15, a lot of wear and tear in his body, been very active. In his career, his knees are failing him. He just had the hand surgery and the stamina where he said he got tired after the third round versus Bavall because he was a high volume puncher. And then after the seventh round versus Triple G, he got tired in which even if you see the copy box, Triple G was landing more power shots in the last three rounds. More rounds, maybe the 12 round was kind of even, but the 9, 10, 11, Triple G, the old man, 40 years old, that for me in that fight was almost like a punching back. He was there to go. He was right there in front of your face for the Canelo Alvarez to capitalize and get him out of there. And couldn't. Couldn't. Canelo Alvarez gassed up again. So now you're looking, now you're looking at this guy as... Whoa, David Benavidez, gas tank. It, it, man, it's new. I didn't, I didn't think he had the gas. Damn, damn, damn. He is in incredible shape. No, he was not drained. Because if he was drained, he would have been tired. David Benavidez got stronger. With the mover, with the boxer, slick. He was slicker. He was a boxer. Effective aggression. He was just... Uh, uh, he, might not, he might not look 
like the monster. Or did it? Or did it? Put it this way: He didn't have a monster ending to the fight. But any real coach, teacher, will say, you know what? David Benavides is more dangerous than before. Why? Because now he's more of a complete fighter. That's a monster. The real monster is that boxer puncher that's complete. That could adjust like he did after the fourth round. Knows how to make timely adjustments within the fight. He don't need to take a loss or go back into the drawing board. He made adjustments. His jab was there. He got hit less than Canelo Alvarez versus Caitlin Plant. If y'all want to bring the Canelo Alvarez to Caitlin Plant, he got hit less than Canelo Alvarez. He landed more than Canelo Alvarez. He has Canelo Alvarez stopped Caitlin Plant. But let's look at the whole picture. Let's look at the growth of David Benavidez. He's becoming a complete fighter. And, what, and, and who got more upsides? Canelo or Benavidez? He's going to keep getting better. He's going to keep getting better. And when you're a disciplined fighter, when people say, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. He can't stay in 168 for, for, for a long time. Regis Progress wasn't planning to stay in 140 until he really got disciplined and understand the body and what goes inside his body, what his body could take very well. And he's going to stay in 140. Look at Jamal Charlie. Jamal Charlie used to say maybe he's going to go to the 160. Now he knows his body. These guys mature, not only as fighters, but understanding their body and understanding the science. And now, David Benavides look, seems like that. He came in at 166 pounds in a way, and everybody said, oh, man, that, that, that was a surprise. It wasn't a surprise. People got to understand that this young man been working hard. Like Canelo Alvarez been working hard his whole career. The difference is his body is breaking down. It's not about the skills. Canelo Alvarez versus David Benavides is more of an intriguing fight now than before. And for Charlo... And for the Mise Andre, the fight needs to happen now. If it don't happen now, I'm going to tell you like this. Charlo and the Mise Andre and their peoples and their team will regret it. They would have done a disservice to their legacy, their career. And you can't get this legacy and this opportunity back. For Showtime, PBC, TGB, whoever, make this fight now. You are you're letting a gold mine slip for no reason. This is not a hard fight to make. Actually, one of the biggest, easiest fight to make in boxing. Chomar Charlo, Demetrius Bubu Andre. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't followed me, go follow me on YouTube on my YouTube channel, Punch Run Boxing. Follow me on social media platform, Mr. Moonshine 10 Twitter. Um, um, IG Punch Runk underscore boxing. Also, subscribe to my website, punchrunboxing.net. Also, cop the gear, got first, everything second the caps, the shirts, the, the hoodies, the punt, and then you could um show support the Punch Runk Boxing logo as well. Um, shirts, hoodies, and even mugs, um, socks, support the movement. 
Love y'all. If y'all want to contribute to the channel, please share this podcast and this episode with 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 your fellow boxing um, and friends and sport friends, man. Let's let's elevate one another, man. Support your boy, Mr. Moonshine, man. We working out here strong. Love you. God bless. And on to the next.